Hello and welcome back to the fourth episode of I Pledge Allegiance to Red Zone. My name is Sam. And I'm Sean. And we have another question. So Sean, would you rather every traffic light that you hit for the rest of your life be green or never have to wait in line ever again? Easy. Traffic lights being green. Easy? That's easy for you? I don't mind waiting in line. I much more hate traffic. And if every light is green, then I'd never have traffic. Unless you're on the freeway, then maybe. Maybe. But I feel like if every light was green for me, then Mm -hmm. the freeway traffic would move as well. Yeah. Okay, well, I did not think that would be so easy. What would you pick? Um, honestly, probably waiting in line. I'm, I hate waiting in line. How often do you wait in line? Well, since I have to get COVID tested every single week, quite often. But besides that... So once a week. <laughs> How yes. often do you drive and have red lights? Often. Every day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see your point. <laughs> that That's my point. I th- I'm trying to think of when the last time I stood in a line was. Out, outside lands. And then oh, before yeah, that, lands. before COVID, so two years. Before COVID, you never stood in a line to get into a grocery store during COVID? No, if I saw a line, I just would leave <laughs> and come back when there wasn't a line. The Trader Joe's by my house was literally always, there's I st- always That's why I, I stopped going to Trader Joe's yeah. for like four months. Yeah. Because I was just like, well, I'll just go to Vaughn's yeah. and just not get Trader Joe's food. Fair enough. All right, so this week we're going to go over our, what is it, week 11? Yep. Week 11 bets. Um, let the record show that I got the winner of the Thursday night football game. Um, I had the Patriots covering and I had the under hitting. So although we're not taking that into consideration, I would have gotten a right, which I was pretty excited about. My score was way off, but the idea was right. And I didn't put a score in because we agreed we weren't doing the Thursday night games. So I got nothing right, but also nothing wrong. That's fair. That's fair. And mine doesn't count. It was just to humor myself. Okay. But anyhow, starting off with our first game on Sunday morning. Well, one of the first games. 49ers. 49ers. Favored by six and a half at the Jaguars. Over under of 45. Yeah, I will preface with I definitely um, have a lot more over because last week were a lot of high scoring games and I put a lot of unders. Even though I got every single one that I put over wrong, I have more faith in myself that maybe I'll I'll have better intuition. So I have the 49ers, 49ers winning 32 to the Jaguars 16 with the 49ers covering and the over hitting. And I've got the 49ers 26, Jaguars 18, 49ers covering. Only difference is I have the under. And uh, just some fun stats. 71% of bets on San Francisco to cover the spread, but 56% of bets on Jacksonville to win, which makes no sense. So more people think San Francisco will win by six and a half, but also more people think the Jaguars will beat the 49ers. That does not make and I'm very confused. Just how betting works. But I think this is a pretty easy one. The Jaguars are 
a very bad team. 49ers looked really good on Monday Night Football. Um, and it's in Jacksonville, which is good for the 49ers. They're one and four at home and three and one on the road. So maybe road games are better for them. Yeah. But I just, I don't see them hitting the over. I mean, I don't even think the Monday night football game. Yeah, Monday night football game, the Rams scored 31 and they hit the under. Or the 40, yeah, 49ers scored 31, still hit the under. I don't see this game hitting the over, but we'll see. Next up, we have the Colts at Buffalo. Bills favored by seven, over under 50. I have the Bills winning 31 to the Colts 20 with the Bills covering and the over hitting. I've got the Bills winning as well, but I've got the Colts covering. I got Bills 30, Colts 24, and I also have the over hitting. You don't watch enough football to know that they played in the playoffs last year. Oh. And the Bills barely beat the Colts. Oh. No, Very close did game. Did not know that. That's a little bit of my rationale. Okay. The Colts are good. They have a really good defense, and they have a really good running back. Hmm. Bills aren't the best against the run on defense. Okay. So I think the Colts will be able to run the ball on them. Mm-hmm. This solely comes down to the quarterbacks. I trust Josh Allen more than Carson Wentz. So I'm going to go with the Bills. But I think it'll be a close game, and I think it'll be a competitive game for most of it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really have much rationale for the big point differential. I just kind of went with my gut. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame you. I could very well see the Bills blowing the Colts out. But I, I could also see the Colts keeping Is a So my point differential of 11, is that considered like blowing someone out? It's not blowing someone out, but that's a comfortable win. Yeah. Because it's a okay. two-score game, yeah. right? you got to score twice to win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And then next up, Dolphins favored by three and a half at the Jets over under of 44 and a half. So I have the Dolphins winning um, 24 to 20 with the Dolphins covering and the under hitting. And I've got the Jets upsetting. 24, Dolphins 23, Jets cover over hits. So you have just opposites. Well, you have 24, 20, I have 24. No, 20. I'm saying of of all of oh, the- Oh, you've of, got Dolphins. I have Dolphins, Dolphins winning, Dolphins, Dolphins cover. covering under. You have Jets winning, yes. Jets covering over hitting. Yes. Okay. So little this will bit be a of my very logic. interesting game. <laughs> little bit of my logic. Okay. The Jets are five and three against the spread. They're two and seven as a team. Okay. But they're five and three against the spread. Okay. I think they cover. Okay. Regardless, I think the most the Dolphins win by is three. Okay. But I have a weird feeling the Jets are going to win this. Both teams are bad. Yeah. One's three and seven. The others are three. Yeah, three and seven and uh-huh. two and seven. Uh-huh. So neither team's very good. The Jets are starting Joe Flacco. I saw that. That's not a good thing. You yeah. don't want to be not not in 2021. Maybe in 2012 that was like a good thing to say. <laughs> but not in 2021. The Dolphins are starting Tua. Mm-hmm. He's back. Is He's, this his first week back? He played it... half the game last week. Okay. He was injured, but then the the backup that was starting for him uh-huh. got injured. Oh my god! And so then he had to go into the game. But okay. he's starting this game. Okay. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Uh, he's played well at times this year, and he's played really bad at other times. Okay. Um, I just think 
I don't know. I just have a weird feeling on this one that the Jets are just going to... It's one of those games the Jets are going to win. Mm-hmm. I don't have much rationale. I just, But I do think the Jets cover no matter what because they, they cover their spreads. That's like the one thing they do this year. Okay. They lose, but they cover. And a lot of times it's a backdoor cover. What does that mean? So let's say the spread is like 12. Let's say the spread's 13. And you're up by 20 with like a minute left in the game. Game's mm-hmm. over, right? You're up by 20. We score a touchdown, six points, mm-hmm. spreads 13. We go for a two-point conversion and lose by 12. So that'd be a backdoor cover. In all practicality, we lost by 20. We got blown out. Mm-hmm. But we scored right at the end, two-point conversion, backdoor cover. Okay. So it's, it's like when you I cover see. off a blowout, it's like a garbage time okay. cover. Okay. They're really good at that. I don't think this will be one of those games. I think they'll actually keep it very competitive. Um, and the Jets are at home, which is where they've won both of their games. Oh. They're two and two at home. Okay. Fair enough. So it's all these little no nuanced things that I just have no clue of. Yeah. Also, it's funny because I don't know who Joe Flacco is, but because I've been on the Instagram page and I have been looking at like different football accounts just because I followed them. I've seen so many memes about this guy. Yeah. So he was uh, he was the highest paid quarterback at two different times in his career. Uh, he was uh, the Ravens quarterback. He was the one who beat the 49ers in 2012, where the famous Super Bowl game where all the lights went out and the 49ers had a crazy comeback and lost. Okay. Uh, so he was the quarterback then. Um, I think he won the Super Bowl MVP, but I'm not positive. But he was, I, I don't think anyone would ever say that he was like a, a great quarterback. But he was a very good quarterback for a while. Mm-hmm. Very good quarterback. Not anymore. But moving on, we've got Lions at the Browns. Browns favored by 11. That's a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Over under 43 and a half. Yeah, I went a little crazy with this one. Um, I have the Browns winning 38 to Lions 10 with the Browns covering and the overhitting. And I've got the Browns 26, Lions 20. Lions covering, overhitting. What do you do you have any rationale? Why are the Browns gonna blow the Lions out? Um Well, I know that the Lions are bad. They are. And the Browns are favored by a lot and they're at home. So, I will say the only game the Lions haven't lost was on the road. Okay, but they've also lost many games on the road. They they they're zero wins, four losses, and a tie. Yeah, uh, I don't think the Lions win this one, but I do think the Browns are a little bit vulnerable. They looked really bad last week. Okay, I mean they lost forty-five to seven. They scored on the. Oh, I did not remember that. They they had they got the ball opening kickoff. They got the ball, went down, scored seven points. Oh, that's that game. Never scored. Yeah, again. I did not remember that. Shoot. Well. But they are better than the Lions. I'll, I'll give them that. But I, I just I don't know. I think the Lions coming off a tie. Yeah. Maybe well, that gives was them kind some of energy. That was my whole thing when I was thinking about this. I was like, either they're gonna be super amped. Or they're going to kind of 
I guess they aren't cocky because they know they aren't good. Like they're not, they know they're not the best. Yeah. And I, I think they could be very deflated because they should have won that game. Yeah. And I think they might be going, we blew it. We blew our one win. We mm-hmm. needed one win this year and we might have blown our only chance we have to win. Okay. That being said, I think they might beat the Bears next week on Thanksgiving. Really? Yes. Possibly. We'll, we'll find out when that yeah. comes. But I think the the Browns the Browns are good enough that they're not going to fall into the trap of losing to the Lions. I'll say that. Okay. But I I am a little bit worried about the Browns overall as a team. Okay. Fair enough. Moving on to Packers, somehow only favored by one and a half at the Vikings. Yeah, I was a little bit confused about that. I have them winning by a lot more. Um, Sorry, I let you finish, but I just wanted to say I was confused about that. That's fine. I think most of America is. Okay. Because 70% of bets are on Green Bay to cover. That makes sense. So I'm not sure. I don't know why the Packers are only favored by one and a half. I mean, the Packers are eight and two. Aaron Rodgers has won eight games in a row. The Vikings are four and five. It, it's a little mind-blowing to me. I guess what I will say is the Packers have a very good defense. The one worry I would have about them is defending the run, which is the only thing the Vikings can do. Kirk Cousins, very solid quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, but he's solid. Mm-hmm. If the play works and the receiver gets open, he's going to hit that receiver 100% of the time. Okay, But he's not going to make magic happen mm-hmm. that's just not who he is okay but let's get into our scores yeah well the over under is 47. 47 yeah so i have the packers winning 28 to 16 with the packers covering and the under hitting and i've got the packers 30 vikings 15 i got packers covering under hitting so overall mm-hmm. our, our outlooks are are similar yeah my uh my word i could see i could the only thing I am positive the Packers are going to win. I'm positive they're going to cover. Mm-hmm. I went back and forth on the over/under. I just think the Packers are going to pick off. They'll have a couple interceptions. I think. I think they'll have two interceptions. I think Kirk Cousins is going to make a stupid decision. They're going to be. It'll be Packers are up twenty to fifteen or twenty to fourteen, something mm-hmm. like that. And Vikings in position to score. And I think Kirk Cousins is going to do something stupid, throw an interception, get sacked and fumble, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the Packers are going to make it 27-15 and it's going to be over. Yeah. Um, but I think it'll be close for a majority of this game because the Vikings are really good at running the ball. But I think when it comes down to it, the Packers offense, I think I don't think the Vikings defense has a chance against them. Maybe to slow them down for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like 21-0 in the first quarter. But, yeah. but I, the Pack, the Vikings defense isn't going to contain the Packers for four quarters. Mm-hmm. Where I think the Packers defense will be able to contain the Vikings. I think the Vikings will be able to move the ball well. I think they're going to trouble have trouble scoring touchdowns. I think they're going to be kicking field goals. And I think it's going to... The gonna, Packers? The Vikings. The Vikings. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I think the Vikings will... I think they're going to have trouble scoring touchdowns Mm -hmm. because the Packers defense is good. Yeah. Um, And I think it'll, I think the score won't reflect the game as much as 
like our, our scores kind of look like blowouts. I think it'll be closer for most of the game. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, the Packers are kind of just going to, they're, they're going to kill it off. They're, they'll be up by like six or something and then mm-hmm. score a touchdown late to just put it to bed and mm-hmm. the Vikings will be done. Um, but I, I can see it being a one score game, but there's no way the Vikings cover one and a half and no way they win. I just can't see it. Yeah. Okay. Next up. Next up. Ravens favored by five at Chicago over under 44 and a half. I don't really know how I feel about my selection, but I have the Bears beating the Ravens 28-26 with the Bears covering and the overhitting. Another one that we have the complete opposite picks on. Yes. So I've got Ravens 28, Bears 16, Ravens covering, and I've got the underhitting. Looking at it right now, 75% of all bets are on Baltimore. Oh, great. I mean, Baltimore's 6-3. and three. Chicago's three and six. The Bears have looked horrific. Oh god. To somewhat decent this year. Okay. Um just the things you don't know. I think the Bears as a team aren't bad. I think their coach is probably the worst coach in the league. And I think if they fired him, they could be a, a better team. Okay. But He's still their coach, mm-hmm. and the Ravens have a really good quarterback. He's Who's the Ravens quarterback? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. I, I think up until last week when they lost to the Dolphins, he was probably the MVP favorite. Okay. And then they lost to the Dolphins. And I think John Harbaugh, Ravens coach, is going to have the Ravens ready. And I just – I think it's, it'll be a, a game where the Ravens kind of say, hey, we're good. And the Bears are bad. And I there's a lot of people who a lot of people in like sports media who are picking the Bears to win this game. Mm-hmm. And I think the Ravens are gonna come out and just kind of say, No, we are dominant. We're a really good football team. We're not losing to the Bears. Mm-hmm. We're a playoff team. We're a Super Bowl contender. And I think they'll kind of just destroy the Bears. I think they're just gonna walk all over them. Well, I picked the underdog. Yes. Um, I didn't know the Bears were that bad. I also just was like, they're at home. They are at home. So, I don't know. We'll just, we'll have to see what happens. Yep. Next up, we've got the Saints at Philadelphia. Eagles favored by two. Over under 43. Real low over under. Mm Mm-hmm. I have the Saints beating the Eagles 24-21 with the Saints covering and the over hitting. And I've got Saints 26, Eagles 21, almost identical scores. Yeah. Saints covering, over hitting. So we're completely the same. Mm-hmm. What's your reasoning? Um, well, I wanted to pick another underdog. And I just kind of feel like, at least in my head, neither of these teams are like standout teams. So I kind of feel like it could be a pretty even game. But um, I definitely thought 43 was low, especially now that I've kind of watched more games and realized that they often are a little more high scoring than I anticipate. So that was kind of all my rationale. Okay. I picked the Saints and I'm a little bit nervous because they've been a little bit, they've been super inconsistent all year. And 
they've beaten some teams they shouldn't have beat, and they've lost to teams that they shouldn't have lost to. Uh, I think it's interesting the Eagles are favored here. I think a lot of that has to do with home field advantage. Mm. But the Eagles are also 6-2-2 two two against the spread, which for a 4-6 team is very impressive. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. The Eagles have looked really good the past two weeks. The Saints have looked really bad the last two weeks. But that's kind of why I picked the Saints, because every time they seem to just be like skidding and it's like, uh oh, wheels are falling off the bus. They're like, nope, we're a really good team. So I that's what that's kind that's kind of my logic. I think it's gonna be a really dirty game. Not like dirty in terms of like Fouls. Fouls and stuff, but just like I think it's gonna be a lot of punting. Oh, a lot just of like, like not like well played particularly. I think it's gonna be a lot of one yard runs, mm. a lot of punts. Do either of these teams have like clear strengths or weaknesses? Or... Both of their strengths are running the football okay. on offense and defending the run on defense. Okay. Which is why I think it's yeah, gonna be that makes, a little ugly. Makes sense. Because neither of them allow people to run, and all they can do on offense, both teams, is run. Okay. Which is going to be very interesting to see. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles win, but I've got the Saints. Can I ask you a question before we move on? Yeah. So when you say, like, oh, this team, like, all they can do is run, does that reflect poorly on the quarterback? Like, does that mean that the quarterback isn't necessarily – great because they're throwing or is it like more their defense isn't great so like if the quarterback holds it to throw like he might get sacked or is it like a combination of it i think it depends on the team uh-huh um like you looked at the cowboys when uh like the beginning of dak and zeke's career uh-huh. all they did was run but it was because they had the best running game in the league they were just Far and away, like in terms team. of the like the wide receivers or like the people who are who runs running back, running back. Yes, not wide. Oh, wide receivers they receive. Ball. They yes. receive. Yeah. So the they running backs. they had a they had the best offensive line in the league at the okay. time and one of the best running backs. Okay. You look at the Titans. Mm-hmm. The Titans are very similar to this, where before Derrick Henry got injured, mm-hmm. they were the best running team in the league by. Far, but Ryan Tannehill also like you can look over the last like he hasn't had the best year this year, but the last two years they've been the best running team in the league. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Tannehill has also been a top ten quarterback the last two years okay. in like all statistics. Okay, so sometimes it just depends on the strengths of your team. If you have a really good O line and a really good running back. Mm-hmm. And you want to run the ball because you've got a good defense and you're fine winning 18 14, mm-hmm. then that's just kind of your style of play. A lot of it has to do with the coaching, too. But I will say for the Eagles, I think it is a big indictment on their quarterback. Okay. He is not a great thrower of the football. And the Saints, uh, they've got a really good running back, but they're also their starting quarterback. He tore his ACL like two weeks ago. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. So they're playing with a backup quarterback, and I think they're they're just leaning a little bit more on their run game yeah, because of that. that makes sense. But I, I think the Saints would perf- also want to run the ball because they have a really good defense. Okay. And they say if if we can 
score 20 points, there's a good chance we win this game. So Mm -hmm. let's not screw the game up. Let's Mm -hmm. not throw interceptions, not do anything stupid. Mm -hmm. We'd rather punt the ball and let our defense stop them. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Next up, Texans. At the Titans. At the Titans. Tennessee Titans favored by 10. Another big one. Yeah. Over under 44 and a half. A low over under for such a big spread. Yeah. Look at me. I sound like I know what I'm talking about now. Yeah. Like I, Even though I don't really know, I, I sound like I do a little bit more. So what would the implied point totals be for this? Um. Well, the Titans would win by 10. So it would be... Don't make me do math. 27? 20, yeah. To 17. Yeah, okay. 27.25 to uh-huh. 17.25, okay. but that's a that's a pretty big, that's a good spread. Yeah. Yeah, I have um, I have the Titans winning 26 to the t- Texans scoring 10, with the Titans covering and the under hitting. And I've got Titans 28, Texans 9, Titans cover under hits. So we both have the under on a low over under. Yeah. And we both have the Titans covering by much more than 10. Yeah. You've got them by 16. I've got them by 19. Um, I just remembered our conversation from last week where, or not last week, whenever we talked about the Texans versus the Cowboys and I was unsure of which team was the bad one and they were like the Texans. So I knew that they were not great. I also could tell that by the big spread, but... Um, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel like this game was gonna be like a huge blowout. For I mean, this actually sixteen is like a pretty big. It's a pretty big win, but I didn't feel like the Titans were gonna like run away with it into like the thirties or forties. I I I don't know why, but I felt like holding it, holding it at a lower score, with no good reason. Yeah. The Texans are the worst team in the league, in my opinion. I think they're worse than the Lions. Okay. I mean, you just, they're 32nd in the league in points per game. There are 32 teams. They're 29th in points allowed. So their defense is 29th of 32. Mm-hmm. They're 32nd in total yards, 29th in passing, 31st in rushing, 30th in yards allowed. Wow. So overall, just. So they're not in the bottom good. three for every single statistical category yeah. offense and defense. They're wow. very bad. They won their first game. And have proceeded to lose eight. That's kind of sad. The last team to do that was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last year, won their first game of the year, lost 15 straight, and went <gasps> one and 15. Never got, came back. Never won another game. Oh, no. <laughs> and the funniest That's part? awful. Guess who the Texans' only win is against? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Week one, beat the Jaguars. Oh, and have my lost God. Eight Wait, who did the Jaguars win to in their first week? Uh, they beat... Was it the Texans? <laughs> no. They beat the Colts last year, week okay. one. And then they lost 15 straight, and the Colts went to the playoffs. Wow. So So it just really shows that teams teams change. Yes. Week one and week 11 are very different. Yeah. Titans are good. Their defense is unbelievable. They squeaked one out on the Saints. A little bit lucky, maybe, but also... I just think that's how that team is. They just have that mentality of, I don't care if we win by one or a hundred, I don't care how we win. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I, all we want to do is win. Okay. And I, I think this will be a much easier game for them. I think they'll be able to run the ball. And I think Ryan Tannehill will have a good game this week. I think it'll be, he hasn't had many this year, um, 
it's been a tough year for him, but I, I think he'll he'll break out of his shell a little bit this game and be able to throw on the Texans who have the 29th ranked defense. <laughs> All right, next up. Washington football team at the Carolina Panthers. Panthers favored by three. Over under, low, 43. Yeah. Um, so I have the Panthers winning 23 to 22 with Washington covering and the over hitting. And I've got the Panthers 22 and Washington 16 Panthers covering under hits. Do you know who the Panthers quarterback is this week? Yeah, it's Cam Newton. Do you know who, who drafted Cam Newton? Nope. Ron Rivera. I don't know who that is. He's Washington football team's coach. Oh. They Wait, spent so ten Cam years Newton was on... They spent 10 years together on the Panthers. Oh. Cam Newton got cut and Ron Rivera got fired <gasps> in the same year. Drama. And that's pretty common oh. in NFL okay. teams for coaches to get fired. Well, yeah, but the same year as the quarterback? Yeah. Oh. A lot of times you okay. want to... The new coach is going to want to bring in their own quarterback. Interesting. Okay. Fair enough. But I do think you're smart with the Washington cover. Really? Because. (laughs) I'm like, really? Tell me more. (laughs) Ron Rivera knows Cam Newton. Ron Rivera is a defensive coach. So he coaches his defense. Okay. Cam Newton obviously plays offense. Yeah. So you got to think. So he's going to know how to coach against his like style and strength. He coached against him for 10 years. Well, he coached with against him. Oh, because he's the defense. He's the defensive coach. So every day in practice, oh. he coached against Cam Newton. Okay. The Carolina Panthers coaches have had Cam Newton for one week. They've known him for one week. Yeah. So their opposing coach knows their quarterback better, better than, than they do. Yeah. Okay. That's a little worrisome to me. Yeah. My only reasoning is. I think the Panthers' defense is going to score one, maybe two touchdowns. Like from an interception or from some yes. sort of fumble? or Yes. Okay. The Panthers' defense is unbelievable. They're ranked sixth in the league, and they should be better. Their offense screwed them over a couple times. Mm. Sam Darnold, when he was the quarterback, threw some really terrible interceptions where the Panthers – Panthers started with the ball, like their defense got on the field and the ball was on the five-yard line. It's like, well, you can't, put a, do, much can't with- do much, okay? Like, we can play really well, but when you only make them go five yards yeah. every time because you're throwing interceptions, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to allow some points. Yeah. So they're the ranked six, and I think they're better than that. I okay. think they're, they might be the best defense in the league. Okay. And Washington's offense, not good. Okay. Which is, I had, I originally put down Washington winning. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it and I went, Carolina's defense will win this game. Okay. Doesn't really matter what the offense does. If the offense does barely anything, I mm-hmm. think they will win this game. Okay. But I also have the under because I think Washington's not going to be able to score. And I think Cam Newton's going to get shut down a little bit by his former head coach. Okay. Well, yeah, I I honestly just put the Panthers winning because I knew Cam Newton was going to be their their quarterback. Do you know what Cam Newton's um, original celebration was? 
Very famous celebration. No. Oh, a dab? Dab. He created the dab? I don't think he created it, but he popularized it. Okay. He started dabbing after every touchdown he scored when he won the MVP. That's really funny. Yes. A phenomenon. He was. He's he had one of the maybe one of the greatest seasons ever as a quarterback. Just how well he played. All right, well we're on to the afternoon games. Bengals? Yep. Favored by one at the Las Vegas Raiders. Over under 50 and a half. That's very high. Yeah. Um, I have the Raiders winning 27 to Bengals 23 with the ba- with the Raiders covering and the under hitting. And I've got the Bengals 27, Raiders 20, Bengals covering, under hitting. Start off with a couple stats on these teams. They both lost two in a row. No, oh, they, they're coming off of, they're each coming off of two losses. It's in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. The Raiders are three and two at home. The Bengals are three and two on the road. Wow. Okay. They're both five and four. Oh my gosh. It's like a match made in heaven. The Bengals are three, three and one against the spread and the Raiders are three and four. So they're pretty okay. similar in yeah. a lot of aspects. Here's the crazy part though that I think about this, about the Raiders. The Raiders are five and four. Mm-hmm. They average scoring 23 points a game, and they average allowing 26 points a game. How is so that? they average losing? Yeah, but they're wait they're five and they've won more games than they've lost. Yes. It's very interesting. So have they just lost by like big margins? Yes. Okay. And they've won by small by margins. small margins. Yeah. But. Well, I have them winning by a small margin. <laughs> you do have them winning by a small... I mean, four is not a small margin. Really? I'd say three and under is a small because margin. Because to get four, you'd have to have a field goal and something, yeah, something yeah, I mean, else. Yeah, there'd be two safeties. That's the only way to get to four. Oh, okay. But that, those are uncommon. Safeties are very uncommon. Yeah. But to get to 27-23, you're not expecting it to be 23-23 and then the Raiders get two safeties. You, it may yeah, yeah, yeah. Bengals yeah, 23, yeah. Raiders 20, and the Raiders score yeah, a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. We've got pretty similar scores, but flip-flopped teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we see it being pretty similar. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the Bengals are better than the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I think... Too much stuff has happened to the Raiders off the field and... Wait, what's happened off the field? John Gruden was their head coach. Okay. And he had a large scandal with his emails. (gasps) Oh my gosh. What did he do? Um, He sent some very offensive emails. Not while he was the coach of the Raiders, uh, but prior... Was he in the NFL as a coach? No, not at the time. Oh, just personal emails? Personal emails that he sent to an executive of the Washington football team. Okay. A long story, but the Washington football team had alleged, um, I forget what the what they called it, but it was it was like an unsafe workplace environment. Uh, like sexual, a hostile work hostile workplace. Hostile workplace. Uh, sexual assault allegations. There were videos of executives. Uh, telling cheerleaders to take their clothes off. <gasps> on the of, Washington football team. On the Washington oh football team. John Gruden has no association with the Washington football team, but was emailing one of the executives. None of this would have ever come out 
except that the Washington football team, they had a whole investigation because yeah, of all of yeah. this. Um, the investigation was concluded in the summer. Mm-hmm. They told the lawyer that did the investigation, uh, we don't want you to write a written report, which made no sense because that's the only thing the lawyer is there for. Yeah. Uh, right now, Congress is has a committee right now that is talking to the NFL. Wait, about, like the United States Congress? The United States Congress is okay. asking why none of this stuff was released. Hmm. Um, looks really bad on the NFL. Looks really bad on Washington football team. Mm-hmm. Long story short, uh, the NFL leaked all these emails from John Gruden to executives in the Washington football team. Um, and many of them were, were pretty offensive. Okay. And so he was fired. Mm-hmm. He's now suing the NFL. Uh, and then they also had Raiders. Also had a wide receiver. First round pick last year. Uh, DUI. Driving 150 <gasps> miles an hour. Crash into someone and kill her. Oh, 150? In downtown Las Vegas. Okay, um, what? That is insane yeah so i believe he faces up to 40 years in prison that's awful Um, yes very awful but they've gone through a lot yeah this season and i think it's starting to show okay i mean that's fair pretty bad the last two games okay and i think they are starting to collapse and i think the Bengals are a good team yeah so there's my logic okay next up cardinals Favored by two at Seattle. Probably the first time since I've watched... I I will say definitively, this is the first time since I started watching football that the Cardinals are favored in Seattle. Really? Yes. The Seahawks have never had a losing season since 2012. Maybe 11. Either 11 or 12. They haven't had a losing season since then. And the Cardinals have had maybe three winning seasons since then. I thought that the Cardinals were really good this year. They are very good this year. Uh But this is an aberration. In terms of the last 10 years, the Seahawks have won the NFC West. So they're both in the NFC West. Yeah. Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, 49ers. Wait, what are the Chargers in? They're in the AFC West. Oh, okay. Um... But the Seahawks have won that division most of the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, believe Russell Wilson has been to the playoffs every year since he came into the league. Okay. Um, but it's very weird to see the Cardinals favored in Seattle. It's very weird to see any team favored in Seattle because that's like they call it the home of the 12s because you have 11 people on the field. Mm-hmm. But their home crowd is so impactful that it's like having a 12th person on the field. Oh, okay. They've like broken the sound barrier in their stadium. It's so loud. Oh my god. They've caused an earthquake. That kind of sounds a literal scary. earthquake. That kind of sounds like really terrifying. Um, I mean it's an insane atmosphere. Yeah. But if you if you're a sports fan and a Seahawks fan, I mean it's probably one of the craziest atmospheres, atmospheric environments in like all sports. Mm-hmm. But it is very weird to see the Cardinals favorite there. But moving past that, let's get into our scores. 
Yeah, so I have um, the Cardinals winning 32 to 21 with the Cardinals covering and the over hitting. And I've got the Seahawks 26, Cardinals 24, Seahawks cover, over hits. What are you thinking? Um, I don't know. I feel like... Give me a scale of 1 to 10. How confident are you in this game alone? Like a 2. A 2. Yeah. That's pretty low. I know. Because I got in this mindset of, like, thinking about last week, even though I know, like, teams, like, change, like, the results aren't unpredictable, but the Seahawks not even getting on the board last week. I was just like, there's no way that they're going to beat the Cardinals. And that's just kind of my my rationale and I, I i in my head think the cardinals are good i don't have much to back that up because i've only watched them play a handful of times but they're, good. they're very good yeah that's that's kind of okay yeah i mean i i think you are more likely to be right than me i just cannot see the seahawks falling to three and seven i can't see it happening i don't know how it happens <laughs> If Are it, they three and six right now? They're three and six right now, and if it happens, I would guarantee Russell Wilson leaves that team at that really without a doubt. He already wanted to be traded after they went what twelve and four last year. Okay. And now they're not winning. Uh huh. He'll he'll be gone. But I just I don't know I. I've watched too much, too many games of the Seahawks where this is one of those games where they win. Mm. If they have any chance of being anything this year mm-hmm. or any chance of being anything next year, they win this game. Okay. Wow, a lot of pressure on this game. Yeah, this is a huge... If the Seahawks lose this, they're out of the playoffs for all practicality. You're 3-7. and seven. You'd realistically need to win seven straight just to have... And you might not even make it if you won seven straight. Okay. Uh, So I'm just banking on the Seahawks being the Seahawks that I've seen my entire life. Mm -hmm. But I I mean, the Cardinals are a better team. There's no doubt about it. I just... I can't... I can't buy into the Cardinals, and it's probably because I watch the NFC West so much, and I've just I've seen the Cardinals do this where they look really good and they kind of look really good, and then they just don't amount to anything. Okay. And but uh, this year's definitely different. I mean, they're eight and two, and it's undeniable they're a very good team. Next up, Cowboys at Chiefs. Chiefs favored by two and a half, over under, highest over under of the week. Super high. 56 and a half. You know who has the over? You. I do. Why? I don't know. I mean, if you're going to pick an over, this is probably a, a good one to pick. Yeah, I picked a lot of overs this week. I you told did. you I, I overcompensated for my lack of overs last week, and I got all of them wrong. Anyhow, um, I have the Cowboys winning 36 to the Chiefs 30 with the Cowboys covering and the overhitting. I've got Chiefs 28, Cowboys 26, Cowboys cover, under hits. So, little logic to what I did. Mm-hmm. I'm hedging my bet. I don't know what that means. I think the Cowboys are going to win. 
I picked the Chiefs, though, because the Chiefs are favored. So I can have the Chiefs win, but the Cowboys cover. So if the Cowboys win, I still get the cover. Mm-hmm. But if the Chiefs win, I get the Chiefs win. Mm. I'm very unsure about this game. I think the Cowboys are a better team, but it's in Kansas City. I know. I didn't know. See, because when I was doing this, I wasn't sure which team was home. So I feel like if I had known, it might have changed my mind. But Do you want to change no, no, okay. no. I said, I mean, honestly, I don't know enough. Like, I just know that the Chiefs looked really good last week. Um, but I think that I'm still, I'm definitely still going to keep my thing because who knows? It might not have changed my mind at all. I might not have even noticed. So, yeah. Yeah. Very weird that the Chiefs are six and four because it's like the entire year they've been under 500 and somehow they're now six and four, first place in the. AFC West. Mm-hmm. Um, they've won three in a row. They're two and seven versus the spread. Mm. The Cowboys are eight and one against the spread. That's where you're going with the Cowboys covering? I'm going with the Cowboys covering because I think the Cowboys are going to win. Okay. Um, I'm picking the Chiefs because I kind of feel like Mahomes is maybe getting into that groove. Wait, so you think that the Cowboys are going to win, but you also think that the Chiefs are going to win? I think the Cowboys are going to win, but I picked the Chiefs to win. Okay. I wouldn't bet on this game in real life. Yeah. That's why I'm hedging on this. Okay. Because I I don't know what is going to happen at all. I think the Cowboys are a better team, but I just think being at home, maybe Mahomes has some magic in him. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd have to be something special. I also really don't think this is going to hit the over. Like if you had to ask me what I'd guarantee off these games for over-unders, this would be my one I'd guarantee this is going under. Because it's one, it's one of those weird things where you watch football a lot. Those games where you go, oh my God, these are like, Dallas is the number one offense. The Chiefs are the number 10 offense and they're in reality better than that. They've just had a couple crap weeks where they've just been off a little bit. But like these are some of the top offenses in the league. Mm -hmm. They never end up like being those super high scoring games. It's Mm. always like kind of a disappointment. Okay. They they come around every once in a while where they like they do show up and it's like forty to forty three or whatever, but I feel like most of the time when you have these like two top offenses going against each other, it usually like some for some reason they like balance each other out to mm-hmm. become like good offenses instead of unbelievable offenses. Okay, we will have to see because you know what they say. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. That's my favorite saying now. (laughs) Okay, given any given Sunday, let's go to Sunday Night Football. Steelers at the Chargers. Chargers favored by five and a half. Somehow, someway. Over under 47. Whoa, you put the Steelers winning. I did. Didn't there, doesn't, doesn't Ben Roethlisberger hurt? He's not hurt. He has COVID. Oh, but he might be back for Sunday. Oh, I thought he was hurt. <laughs> it's pretty iffy if he'll be back for Sunday. Okay. Um, that'll be seven days, or that'll be that that'll be day nine of COVID. Okay. So. Do they only have a mandatory one week quarantine? 
Uh, if you're vaccinated, you just have to have double negative 24 oh, hours apart. Okay. So you have to like test negative Tuesday, test negative Wednesday. As far as I know, yes. I am almost positive it's yes, because if you're not, it's automatic 10 days out. You could test negative every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you aren't vaccinated, it's irrelevant. So I think the fact that he's a possibility to play, I'm, to me, that means he's vaccinated. Yeah. But let's go. What are our scores? Chargers 28 for me, Steelers 18, uh, Chargers covering and the under hitting. And I have Steelers 26, Chargers 23, uh, Steelers covering, over hitting. I think it's going to be a tough game. And I'm basing this off. The Steelers have a really good run offense. Najee Harris, he's on your fantasy team. Mm. He does really well for you. Mm. Chargers, the worst run defense in the league. Oh, okay. Steelers, really good pass defense. Chargers, terrible run offense. So oh. they can't even do what the Steelers aren't great against. Oh, okay. I think this just matches up for the Steelers. I'm a little worried if Big Ben doesn't play. Yeah. Because Mason Rudolph looked so bad last week. Is that their second stringer? Yeah. Okay. But... I think maybe the defense scores a touchdown or something, and mm. they just kick some field goals, and mm-hmm. Najee Harris carries them. But it, this was one of those. This was another one where I was a little bit scared. Where I, I looked at it and I was like, "Ooh, five and a half. That's way too much for the Chargers. That freaks me out." And then I went Steelers. Mm. They've looked pretty good to me, honestly. The past like five weeks, mm-hmm. I've been very impressed with them in LA irrelevant there will be more Steelers fans than Chargers yeah. fans Hold home field advantage is Not nullified for the Chargers <laughs> so I don't know I just had it was just one of those gut games where I looked at it and I went the Steelers like I think the Steelers are going to win this game mm-hmm. I, they're something about their defense they're just so dominant and the Chargers defense is terrible and the Chargers two best defensive players are out with COVID oh so cool, cool, cool. that's another one. All right. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much to add on to this. Okay. I just kind of thought that the Steelers quarterback was like injured and out, which is why I was like, oh, that probably won't do very well. I don't know why I have such a big point differential. I can't really explain that. Um, I mean, you beat me last week, so I don't think you have to explain much. True, I'm building up my cred. Yeah. My street cred. I, I clearly don't have much cred. I'm going to walk into the workplace with all these sports guys and just be like, so who do you got? <laughs> what workplace are you walking into? You know, how, I don't know. When I'm working in a workplace again, not <laughs> remote, with, you know, all the other transportation planners yeah, what are that are really into football. You don't know that? Oh my gosh. I bet okay. the fantasy leagues are going to be insane. <laughs> We're going to move on to Monday Night Football now. <laughs> Giants at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers favored by 11 over under 49 and a half. Yeah, another um, high scoring game for Sam. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. I told you. I'll, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I overcompensated. Um, Buccaneers 35, Giants 18, Bucks cover, and the overhitting. I've got Bucks 22, Giants 19. Giants cover under hits. This is another one of those games. 
where kind of like the Bills Colts, mm-hmm. where you didn't get to see him last year. Yeah. Giants in all intents and purposes. Intensive purposes? Nope. All intents and purposes, the Giants beat the Buccaneers, except for one of the worst no-call penalties, just terrible refereeing at the end of the game. The Buccaneers barely won. Uh-huh. But I think the Giants aren't good, but I think they match up pretty well with the Bucks. The Giants' okay. D is, is very good. The Bucks are going to have no Antonio Brown, no Gronkowski again. Brady has kind of looked a little bit off the past two weeks mm. or two games. He had the bye in between, mm-hmm. but he hasn't looked great. Mm-hmm. The Bucks have kind of been stuttering. Their best defensive player is out. Mm. They have no defensive backs. All their cornerbacks are injured. Even the people they're signing off the street to come play mm. are getting injured. They have no one to cover wide receivers, and I think the Giants will keep it really close. I could realistically see the Giants winning this. Okay. I just think Daniel Jones makes a mistake or Tom Brady makes a great play at the end of the game. Bucks squeeze it out, get back to winning ways, but I don't think this is one of those Bucks come out and just dominate. So what I said. Yes. I don't see that happening. Yeah, that's fair. Um, if the Bucks don't do well, I'm going to stop betting for them because I feel like I'll jinx them and my fantasy team will continue to suffer. So this is like kind of my own little test of... Okay. If I bet the Bucks win by a lot because I'm selfish and I want my team to do well... Which I guess I should... Wait, what team is Najee Harris on? The Steelers? It's on the Steelers. Yeah, so I guess I should have done the same thing, except like I forget who else is on my team because Tom Brady's like the only famous person that I really know. But um, yeah, that I that's kind of the only reason that I have this game panning out the way that I, that I do. Okay. I will also say, if the 49ers lose to the Jaguars, I will officially bet against them every single week for the rest of the season. Did you bet... In favor of the 49ers. I bet in favor of the 49ers. The first time I've ever done that. Oh my, I didn't even notice that. How did we not address this? I just brushed over it. Yeah. Well, now you've brought it up. I have brought it up. So this is just because you're confident in them. I am confident in them. I I like being confident in the 49ers. So they just but if they, lo- if they lose, then you're literally for the rest of your life never The rest going- of the season. Oh, the rest okay. of this season. Okay. I was going to say, that's kind of dramatic. I will bet against them every single game. I do not care. I will bet on them to lose by 50 every game. <laughs> if Seems they cannot beat the Jaguars. I don't care. If, I don't even, I'm not even saying they need to cover. They just need to win. Yeah. If they win by, straight uh, by up, ever, however many they points. can win by point one points. <laughs> if they can figure out how to do that, that's all I need, just a win. Okay. If they tie, I will bet on them to lose every game for the rest of my life. I would rather oh they God. lose than they tie. Why? Because it would be so embarrassing to tie to the Jaguars. More embarrassing than to lose? To lose, it's just like, wow, you have a terrible team. Like, it's full rebuild time. To tie, it's like, wow, your team's good, but like, how do you blow every single game that you've ever played this year? Like, just try to find a way. How, how can you find a way to blow every lead you've got, like, Look like you look at the Arizona game. Arizona goes down and scores. We come back. We're driving. Fumble. 
Arizona goes down and scores. We come back. We're driving. We're on the five-yard line. Fumble. Arizona goes and scores. Well, we haven't. The 49ers have not had a great season. Because they've, they've screwed up games over and over and over. You're saying They're it's not, their fault. It is their fault, 100%. It's not that we don't – it's not that the 49ers aren't a good team. It's that, that we have found a way to screw it up. we found a way to make bad personnel decisions so that when one player gets injured, we just fall apart and whatever is going on with our medical staff, fire them all. Every single one of them. These poor people. We've had three years in a row where we haven't kept a single running back healthy. Every single one of our running backs for the last two years has been on the IR at some point during the year. That is unacceptable. That's five running backs each year on injured reserve for either a season-ending injury or half a season. That is unbelievable. I don't understand how that happens. You need to do something different. Mm Mm-hmm. And our quarterback has missed like 15 of the last 25 games. He's missed more games than he's played for the 49ers. That's our medical staff needs to figure something out. Long rant about the 49ers. Uh, Yeah. I mean, if they tie, it's over. Forever. Forever. My fandom might be done. I don't know if I could handle it. Oh my God. That is okay. Well, well, now we know that if. That if the 49ers tie to the Jaguars, you are no longer a Niners fan? Is that what you're claiming? Possibly. Wow. I will consider... I will... I will take a vote okay. with myself. I was going to say. With with whom? With myself on if I will continue to be a 49ers fan and deal with the pain of being a 49ers fan. All right. Well, I think on that note... <laughs> That wraps it up. That about we'll, that about does we'll it. Leave it there. Yeah. Um, so thank you for listening. This has been the fourth episode of I Pledge Allegiance to Red Zone. Come um, back on Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. We'll see what works for us. Yeah, we're not gonna we're gonna try this whole um, recording virtual thing. We'll see how it goes. we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have a podcast out on Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Probably Wednesday, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, probably Wednesday. I'm yeah. on Tuesday. But I mean, June, we could just do a double whammy, a Wednesday. A Wednesday recap and a, next A two-hour special. A two-hour special. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know no, if I can no. record for that one. I don't, I don't think I can. Um, but yeah, we'll have we'll have one out Wednesday and hopefully one out Thursday or Friday yeah. um, in anticipation of week 12. So yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Sam. And I'm Sean.